Hi, I'm Jay John. Welcome to my podcast. Today, I'm going to speak to you about Pentecost. Pentecost is the birthday of the church. Pentecost. Pentecost is the birthday of the church. The term Pentecost comes from the Greek meaning 50th and it refers to the 50th day after Passover. Pentecost in the New Testament is the day that the Holy Spirit descended upon the disciples of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is what makes the New Testament the New Testament. Bethlehem was God with us. Calvary, the cross, was God for us. Pentecost is God in us. Pentecost is a celebration of God's desire to empower us and dwell within us. The Apostle John called the Holy Spirit the Advocate, Counselor, the Helper. And during Jesus' three years of ministry on earth, he was the Advocate, Counselor and Helper to his disciples. But as Jesus' crucifixion drew near, he assured them. And we read this in the Bible. I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. The spirit of truth. It was in expectation of the promise that the disciples were waiting for the coming of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Now, we do not need to wait for the Holy Spirit to come. He came on the day of Pentecost and we can be filled with the Holy Spirit today. Let us look at the ministry of the Holy Spirit by looking at the images of the Holy Spirit given to us in the Bible. First, wind. A divine wind was present at the creation of the universe. And we read in Genesis, God's breath brought life to Adam. Jesus said to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. And Pentecost, we read in Acts chapter 2, suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages 
as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Wow! Wind speaks of the invigorating power of the Spirit of God. And don't we need the wind of the Spirit today? Wind. Secondly, fire. God was referred to as a consuming fire in Daniel, in Isaiah. In the New Testament, Jesus speaks of his mission on earth by saying, I have come to bring fire on the earth. John the Baptist said of Jesus in Luke, he will baptise you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He is ready to separate the chaff from the wheat with his winnowing fork. Then he will clean up the threshing area, gathering the wheat into his barn, but burning the chaff with never-ending fire. John was saying that the fire of God's spirit would purify the believers and the fire of God's judgment would come to the unbelievers. A healing experience for those of us who are believers and a warning to those who are unbelievers. So at Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came in Acts 2, we read, Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. At Pentecost, the Spirit ignites the fire Jesus came to kindle. And in Acts chapter 1, we read this. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Jesus, the light of the world, becomes the disciples' own inner light. They become living flames going out into a world to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Don't we need the wind of his spirit? Don't we need the fire of his spirit? Thirdly, water. The imagery of the Holy Spirit being poured out like water is found throughout the Bible. And we read in Isaiah, for I will pour out water to quench your thirst and to irrigate your parched fields. And I will pour out my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your children. And also in Psalm 42, we read this. As the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you. O oh God, I thirst for God, the living God. 
Jesus spoke to the woman at the well. And in John 4, we read, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Only the Holy Spirit can quench our inner thirst because only the Holy Spirit can fill us with God's love. We need the wind of God's Holy Spirit. We need the fire of God's Holy Spirit. We need the water of God's Holy Spirit. And fourthly, the oil of God's Holy Spirit. Oil and the Holy Spirit are associated in the Bible as in 1 Samuel we read. Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him and from that day on the Spirit of the Lord came upon David in power. The anointing with oil is instructed by James for healing in James chapter 5. The disciples also anointed sick people with oil for healing. And in Acts chapter 10, we read this. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, we read, He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is not an optional extra for Christians. And Ezekiel tells us, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. The new covenant means that it is impossible to enter it apart from the Holy Spirit. Any new birth is impossible without the work of the Holy Spirit. Wind, fire, water, oil, and fifthly, the dove. Did you know the only bird 
without a gallbladder is the dove. It's a bird that represents purity and peace. And at Jesus's baptism, John the Baptist said, I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. And he is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. The dove symbolizes the peace, the purity of God's Spirit. We profess in the creed, I believe in the Holy Spirit. But let me ask you this question. Do we? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Well, the challenge that we all face and recorded in the Bible, warnings, do not grieve the Holy Spirit, as in Ephesians. Do not quench the Holy Spirit in 1 Thessalonians. Do not resist the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 7. We must not resist, we must not quench, we must not grieve the Holy Spirit. We all need the Holy Spirit. We all need the counsellor. We all need the helper. We all need the advocate. We may need the Holy Spirit to come to us today as wind because we might need to be revived. We might need to be renewed. You know how sometimes you're at home and the room that you're in is a little bit stuffy. And what do we do? We open a window and we let the air in. And maybe some of us need to just let the wind of the spirit into our lives to just blow freshness, renewing, invigorating, and, and just clearing, clearing the debris, clearing, renewing. Or it could be some of us need the Holy Spirit like fire. And we need the fire of God's Holy Spirit to cleanse us to purify us. It sounds painful to ask for the fire of the Holy Spirit, but if we need cleansing and if we need purifying, then that's what we need to do, is to welcome the fire of God's Holy Spirit. It may be that we need God's Holy Spirit to be poured out on us like water, because we do need refreshment. And as Jesus said to the woman at the well in John 4, I will make springs of living water well up within you to overflowing. And if you today are feeling thirsty, then the only way that thirst is going to be quenched is 
by the Holy Spirit being poured into you like water. Or it may be that today you need the oil of the Holy Spirit. You need the oil of the Holy Spirit to bring healing. Maybe you're battling with some health issue, something that has has just chronic and you're struggling and medicine isn't helping and you need the oil of the Holy Spirit. You need his healing balm, his healing presence, his healing comfort. Or maybe today you need the dove of his Holy Spirit. You need the dove of his Holy Spirit Spirit to bring peace and to bring power into your life. Maybe you need to be empowered for a a new season in life and in ministry. The tipping point for me in coming to Christ and in coming to faith was when my friend Andy Konomides, over a period of many, many months, uh, explained to me using the Holy Scriptures, the Bible. And then one day he turned to the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 20. And it has that beautiful picture of Jesus standing outside of a door of a house, knocking. And it says, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice, open the door and I will come in. And on the 9th of February, 1975, I knelt beside my bed and I said, Jesus, if you are knocking on the door of my life, come in, break the door down. And the moment I said that, I knew that something had happened. I didn't have the the vocabulary, the language to explain it, but I knew something had happened. Jesus, by his spirit, came into my life, into my house, into my space. That was the beginning. Do you know, I like that analogy of the house. I think sometimes we open the door but we might leave the safety chain on and we're, we're kind of looking at Jesus and we're not really letting him in. Or we open the chain, but we still don't let him in. But then we do let him in and then we open a cupboard and we push Jesus in there because we kind of want him in our lives, but we don't want him totally reigning and ruling in our lives. But if we want to have Jesus resident in our lives, then Jesus has to be president.
of our lives. And so what we've got to do is to say, Lord Jesus, I want you to come down into the basement of my life and just clear it out, clear out all the cobwebs. I want you to come into the attic of my life, clear out the bats. I want you to come into the sitting room of my life, the dining room of my life, the bedroom of my life. I want you to come into the kitchen of my life. And the thing about allowing Jesus to do that is that we're giving him the freedom to reign and rule in our lives. So instead of grieving the Holy Spirit, instead of quenching the Holy Spirit, instead of resisting the Holy Spirit, we are welcoming the Holy Spirit. Come and fill me. You know, window cleaners will come and clean our windows. And what often happens is they'll clean the outside of the windows. And then we say, ah, the windows have been cleaned. But if we haven't cleaned the inside of the windows, it doesn't really make a huge difference. Jesus cleans the inside so that when we look out, we gain a new perspective. So I want to encourage you and I want to welcome you today to welcome the Holy Spirit into your life in a new way, to invite the wind of the Spirit to come, to invite the dove of the Spirit to come, to invite the fire of the Holy Spirit to come, to invite the water of the Holy Spirit to come and to invite the oil of the Holy Spirit. But I want to begin with by saying, you have to open that door. And if you haven't yet opened the door, open the door now, welcome him in and welcome his spirit. Pray this prayer now with me. Thank you, Jesus, for knocking on the door of my life. Thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross for me. Thank you, Jesus, that you are alive today. I open the door of my life. I invite you in. Cleanse my life. Set me free from the past. I welcome you. I welcome your presence. I welcome your Holy Spirit into my life. Come now by the wind of your Holy Spirit. Breathe life into me. Invigorate me. Come, fire of your Holy Spirit. Purify me. Cleanse me. Come, water of your Holy Spirit. Lord, pour your Holy Spirit into me. Pour your Holy Spirit on me. Make those springs of living water 
fill me to overflowing. Quench my thirst. I welcome the oil of your Holy Spirit. Come to heal, to comfort. Bathe me in your healing presence. In body, in mind and spirit. Bring restoration. Replenish me. Restore me. And I welcome the dove of your Holy Spirit. May the power, the presence and the purity of your spirit be on me be in me and be with me. I surrender to you, Lord Jesus, today on this Pentecost Sunday. Be resident in my life and be president of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing my prayer. Amen. A prayer for you, for everyone who opened the door of their lives today. I pray, Lord Jesus, that they would know the truth and the reality of your presence in them. I pray that they would know your forgiveness. I pray that they would know your peace. And I pray that you will fill them with the power, the presence, the peace of your Holy Spirit. And I pray the blessing of God, the Holy Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Be blessed and be a blessing to others. Amen. You've been listening to the J. John Podcast. To find out more about J. John's ministry, visit www.canonjjohn.com and follow him on social media.